This is the Alone With Our Principles podcast special edition, the second toughest kid in class. Eric Carey and I are on summer break right now, but we are going to be posting uh, bonus episodes throughout the summer uh, where you'll hear highlights of our previous episodes. On this episode, we are playing uh, clips from our previous guests when they talked about funny or interesting stories from when they were in school. You'll be hearing from the principal of Kingston Elementary School, Ben Skinner, assistant city manager of Hesperia, Mike Blay, the superintendent of Fall Creek, Wisconsin, schools, Joe Sanfilippo, a first grade teacher at Cottonwood Elementary School, Renee McAnulty, the newly appointed principal of Maple Elementary School, Mike Ponce de Leon, and the Asperia Unified School District's director of student services, Isaac Newman Gomez. We hope you enjoy these funny and entertaining stories. Don't mess with the bully, young man. You'll get the horns. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. So far this semester, he has been absent nine times. I'm the principal, man. All right, so now we're going to enter into the what we like to call the quiz. I know it's a fancy name. Quiz portion of our, our podcast, but it's pretty straightforward. It's just to help our audience get to know you guys a little bit better. And so we're going to start with uh, our, our same three questions that we always ask. So I'll start with the first one. And uh, Ben, I'm going to start with you. So can you tell us a funny or memorable expo- uh, story from when you were in school? You know, mo- most of the stories that I think of are the ones that are probably traumatic. And so, um, you know, a lot of them relate to me getting in trouble. And so I, I just... I <laughs> yeah, we all collectively laugh because we know Mr. Skinner yeah, very well. I, and, I, uh, I, I seem to have gotten a lot of trouble. And um, I do remember Mrs. Geckner in sixth grade in Wendell Elementary School. Um, where is this? Uh, this is in southern Idaho. Okay. And... Um, she was upset with something I was doing, which was probably uh, justified. <laughs> and um, so in those days, you would stand and, or, you know, they teach, the teacher could send you out in the hall. And so these were indoor schools that had hallways. And so she sent me out to the hallway and told me to put my nose against the wall. And so I stood with my nose against the wall in the hallway. And it, it just seemed like a long, long, long time. And so I've got my nose against the wall. All of a sudden, kids, you know, come in and out. Bells ring in and out and so forth. And it, the, the classrooms had doors on the outside to, to leave the classroom, but they also had them going into the hallway. Well, I, I feel like my, my knees were about to buckle. I, I just, I felt like I had, I, I could, I can still smell the paint on that wall. And all of a sudden, the teacher comes out. And I, it was very, very quiet. And the teacher comes out. And she's like, oh, my goodness. I Have you been out here this whole time? It was about three hours, and school was already out, and kids had already gone home, and I was in the hallway. And oh so gosh. Um, that, that was a, a memorable time. But I, I, it was one of those things. My mom was a teacher in the school, and I'm sure had my mom known about that story, she would have been very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was scared to tell her because I didn't want to tell her that I got kicked out of class. And so um, that, that was a, a memorable moment in sixth grade. That was probably back in the day where parents would actually say, what did you do wrong? Yes. Not, I'm going to go talk to that, that teacher. That, How that, dare she? That, yeah, that's, that's right. And, and I, I, I was spanked numerous times. I think that was the last year you could be spanked um, in, in Southern Idaho. So. Well, I'll be the first to admit, I mean, we, we, everybody in this room has been a teacher. 
And I, I don't know if everybody in this room is willing to admit there was a time as a teacher where you timed a kid out, yeah. had a kid step out on the ramp, and then had that oops moment like, where's Johnny? Oh my gosh, somebody go get Johnny. He's in room 25. It's lunchtime. That's when we were home at 8.30 that night watching TV. Exactly. And like, oh my gosh. But I know probably on one, one occasion I've made to admit that. Oh, that, man, that, that certainly happened. Yeah, but please, please tell me I'm not the only person that the office has said, called and said, hey, uh, Johnny needs to go. His mom's up in the office. And you're saying, okay. And you get off the phone and you want to finish what you were doing before you tell Johnny. And then the office you has forget. to recall. Oh, has, has that happened to anybody else? I'll say yes. it did. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, kindergartners. I'm Principal Center. Skinner. Um, when I thought that you might ask me that question, I, I resorted to calling my mom. And she reminded me about a time uh, when I was in kindergarten, and I, I, I came home from, from school first week of kindergarten and said, you won't believe it, Mom. I'm the second toughest kid in the class. <laughs> and she said, well, how in the world would you know that you're second toughest? And there was feats of strength involved on the playground um, and uh, a small king of the hill battle uh, which I was a finalist, and got, I got pushed down uh, second from the last. So <laughs> I was I deemed myself the second toughest nice. kid in my kindergarten class. Do you remember <laughs> who was first toughest? No, I do not. Oh, that surprises <laughs> me. I was fully expecting the name. You don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do, do not. Uh, it was a tough girl that lived around the corner. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Don't mess with a bull, young man. You'll get the horns. Can you maybe just tell us and our listeners a funny or memorable story about when, uh, from a time when you were a student in school? Yeah, so I think the uh, I, there was a bunch of them because school wasn't built for me because I always wanted to be on a stage and they didn't have those in second grade. So it was it was a problem for for uh, for all the teachers. I was a problem for the teachers, and I was a problem for a couple of reasons. One, I wasn't really paying attention to stuff, and two, my parents were going to advocate for me left and right no matter what. Like so, <laughs> so you didn't just get me; you got my two parents that are just kind of run in and, and defend blindly. Uh, um, so that probably wasn't always the best situation, but, uh, and I guess that kind of leads to the, the funny story because I had a principal, uh, in elementary school and his name was Mr. Bright. He was a great guy. He's a great guy. He's walking around school. does a lot of the stuff that, that I used, that I do now walk around school, pop in people, you know, say hi, that kind of thing. I always saw a guy around. Right. And, uh, in third grade, you know, Mr. Bright's walking around. I thought it would, it would be, uh, I thought it'd be funny that when he was walking around that I would get the whole class when he came in and said, you know, hey, how's everybody doing to everybody that would respond, you know, uh, we're doing great, not so, because not so bright is really funny for a third grader, right? So, <laughs> it took me a second. Okay, <laughs> I got you now. And I'm like, well, that sounds fantastic. I thought I was, I was, I was ahead of my time in terms of comedy, right? Like a third grade kid can come up with that. Yeah, so I'm sharp. like, so I, Everybody walks in, he says, hi, everybody, and they're like, hey, not so, and nobody knew why they said it, but I got him to say it, so I, they all said it, and he knew exactly what, what was going on, he, he pointed at me right away, I was out, 
I didn't know how bad it was till I got there and into the principal's office and we're having the conversation about it and, you know, how disrespectful it is. And then he calls my mom. He calls my mom and tells her on the phone what she said. And I'm about, you know, I'm sitting across the desk from him and I hear my mom on the other side of the phone laugh. And I thought, <laughs> that's a good oh, sign. Oh, man. Like, I, I, and I didn't tell her that I heard it because she, then when I got home, she said, you know, you can't do that. That's not, that's disrespectful and please don't do that anymore. But I didn't want to say, like, I heard you laugh. I heard you <laughs> laugh. Like, uh, you know, that was funny. And that was third grade. And I remember it like it was yesterday. So, you know, I think there's, uh, and I think we, we all have these kind of scenarios that come up. And, you know, and, and I think I wasn't a great kid in uh, in elementary school at all. And I and I, and I found myself into more trouble than I probably should have. My, my Actually, my mom saw one of my teachers, my second grade teacher. She saw her at the grocery store a couple of years ago. And she, and she was one of those teachers that I think my mom just wanted to say, you know, hey, you know what Joe's doing right now, huh? You know, like, you know, it's like, so she goes, hey, guess what Joey's doing right now? And the teacher's like, you know, she kind of looks at my mom like, what, like five to ten somewhere? Is that forgiven? <laughs> and, and my mom's like, no, he's a, he's a superintendent in a, in, a, in a school district. And she said that the woman just kind of, like lost her mind, kind of like said, just kind of looked at her really confused. And then she said, you know, after, after a couple of seconds, she said, you know, we always thought if we could take someone who got into a lot of trouble, but had a lot of, had a, you know, had a presence, he'd probably be a pretty good administrator. And, you know, hopefully I'll be a pretty good administrator. But, you know, I just, I just wasn't built for school at the time. Can't be funny and be the principal of a prep school. So why don't you start out by telling us a funny or memorable story from when you were a student? Well, this might explain why maybe some of the incidences that happen in my classroom and different personalities and different characters showing up. When I was in high school, I was on a softball team and uh, we were, and how this even happens back then, I don't even know. But we were breaking up the old concrete foundation in the the dugout. So our coach had us with sledgehammers breaking pieces of concrete. Free student labor. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, uh, with me. Okay. And ta- and then, oh, it gets better. Then taking that said concrete and throwing it over fences. Okay. Because we were trying to throw it over the fence so they could lay in the new concrete. There's this huge piece of concrete and we got it as, as small as we thought we could. You know, not one of us could lift it over the fence. So we're like, you know, hey, a bunch girl, a bunch of us girls can pick this piece oh, of concrete up and on the count of three, we're going to throw it over the fence. So, <laughs> Well, needless to say, shocker, spoiler alert, it didn't go over the fence. Instead, it ricocheted off the fence back and everybody else moved out of the way except yours truly. So it literally like smashed my head open. So oh, I come over and there's like this red stream. I'm like, guys, I don't, I don't feel so good. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so the coach comes over and, and he's like, well, take your hand off, you know, let's assess the situation, you know, head wounds bleed a little bit. And it's like literally this whale, you know, spurting blood through. <laughs> she has a blowhole. I have a blowhole. So the concrete yes. gave her a blowhole. <laughs> All right, nobody panic. So, you know, anyway, so here comes our little, you know, high school medical team. 
you know, <laughs> the kids that are, what are they called? I don't even know. So they come out and they're like, oh, oh, it's fine. It's fine. So they're trying to stop the bleeding. And then you would think the situation gets better. Oh, it doesn't. They said, um, you know, I think, I think you need to go home. Is there anybody we can call? And I was like, well, my parents are still, you know, they're teaching and um, I'm just going to drive home. So I drove home with like <laughs> towels on my head and I stopped at the uh, 7-Eleven to get some ice with my bleeding. <laughs> so I get home and my grandma is like, we need to <laughs> probably get you to the doctor. You know, I had a concussion, obviously. And, you know, I had a like, like five or six staples put into my head. But it was funny because the principal, I mean, obviously it was a big deal. So the principal yeah. calls and the, <laughs> Coach calls and my dad's like, well, if my daughter's stupid enough to pick up concrete and throw it over the <laughs> oh, fence, man. I'm pretty sure she's the one at fault here. So, which it was, you know, but. Um, I've gotten angrier parents over paper cuts. <laughs> you, now you can tell them. It's you know, a Mrs. sign Mac, of the times. It exactly. is. I mean, you know. That probably explains why maybe... That explains a lot. The, the funny thing is, and I won't tell it here, maybe for another time, I too have a got hit in the head with a cement chunk story from my childhood. I did um, not use a cement chunk, but I did get stitches when I was in grade school in the back of my head. This could be an entire episode, uh, injuries. Head injuries. Did you get stitches? Scar? Anything? I, I actually have a dent in my... <laughs> I really do. No, I do too. You can't. Yeah, top of my head, you can feel a dent from... Yeah, it's there. Wow. <laughs> have a dent if anything goes wrong it's my head it's my head in the smasher what about you mike a story from when you were a student in school uh memorable or funny we'll i guess we'll take embarrassing <laughs> but you know it, it, one thing just always stands out because as the assistant principal i deal with a lot of discipline issues in elementary school so you know a kid might be getting in trouble and it's suspended and i try to you know shed light on my experiences and I, I could always reflect back well hey i've been suspended too the only problem with that is that everybody then wants to know like what were you suspended for the story <laughs> and then my stories aren't good and actually i got suspended in like the same month and twice twice in the same oh, month well, and, i'm shocked right now <laughs> and, oh yeah and and it's i was a straight a student straight o's in citizenship and i was not the type that would get suspended and but and the stories aren't even cool it was <laughs> I was in eighth grade and we would run cross country around the entire school and I was in an eighth grade class even though I was a seventh grader with two other friends and the eighth graders were always pants each other as they were running cross country and the you know the teacher said you know the next person who does it will get suspended and I was like well you know he won't catch me. I'm out there doing cross country. I had never once done it before. I've never been part of that. But one of the eighth graders pants me and I said, I'm not going to let him get away with it. Of course not. And I mm -hmm. ran after him. I pantsed him back and I looked down to the field. Uh, in the distance, I see Mr. Reed standing there with his arms crossed. As soon as I come in from running the mile, go to the office. And that was my first suspension there. If you had ever watched, if you watch hockey, or played hockey, you would learn the valuable lesson. They never catch the first one. They always catch the yeah. retaliation. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it is. The guy who did it, you know, he got no suspension, nothing, got off scot-free. And here I was being suspended for the first time. And all I, I was more scared of my mom at that point. <laughs> I went home and I punched yeah. the stairs knowing that she was coming and she was going to be so mad at me. And the second suspension was my aunt took me to dye my hair red tips of my hair red, which I, I'm not that type okay. of person would ever do that. <laughs> and the principal walked up to me and said, hey, I love the red. Now go wash it out. And I said, it doesn't wash out. It's dyed. He's like, okay, then you have to do a suspension. 
So neither wow. story. Wow. Where, where story was for this? Episode. This is crazy. Neither story was cool, Anna. So they're pretty awful. Yeah, but I mean, suspended for hair color. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Wow. The example he sets is a first-class ticket to nowhere. I remember I was playing basketball. It was a summer league game. Now you have to understand the summer league. You have this whole new team of guys. Your team probably is not going to be like what it normally is, and you're also playing in all these tournaments. So it's. It's just a very weird situation for during summer. So yeah, yeah. we're playing away, and both teams are not from where we're playing at the time. So we jump out there and we start playing. And my team this summer wasn't very strong, and so I start scoring a lot of points. And I look up at the scoreboard. You know, we're you know I'm we're this we're not from here, so we're the visitor. I look up the visitor. I'm like, damn, we're, dude, we're losing. We are losing. And so and I'm I'm scoring a lot of points. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to try harder. So I start trying harder and trying harder, scoring more points and scoring more points. And I was like, and so at halftime, we go in there, and I'm like, we're down by even more now. And I'm like, how the heck is this happening? And I start getting really mad. I don't listen to a word the coach says. I'm just fuming upset. And I'm like, I'm going to win this game by myself if I have to. Second half, I go out there playing like a maniac. I'm diving for basketballs. I'm dunking on people. I'm going all over the place. At the end of the game... Uh, I get I get like knocked down and I'm, my knees hurting. The coach takes me out. We we lose by forty six points and I had like forty points that game. And so some friend of mine, we're walking out with the team. A friend of mine stopped me. He's like, "Man, what happened?" I was like, "Man, we lost by forty points." And my coach is like, "We were a home team." <laughs> <laughs> were so, you not noticing that the other dude, team wasn't? Dude, scoring? when you're trying hard, like you just lose track of everything. And like I must have looked like the biggest jerk diving for the ball. <laughs> Dunking on people and everything like that. And so Were actually, you on the court playing defense at any point? Dude, I was like, I was even remember thinking, I was like, why is no one else on my team trying? Like, they're all giving up. <laughs> this is terrible. And so I got mad at the coach afterwards. I was like, why didn't you win. tell me or take me out? Why didn't you take me out? And he's like, well, you're just playing so good. <laughs> why is the other team crying when they're ahead by so much? <laughs> he's running like he's mad at the court. He's <laughs> all the I looked, I looked, I was super embarrassed at that point because I'm sure everybody looked at me like I was the biggest jerk in the entire world. And so that was really embarrassing. But the reason I use that one is that it taught me a really valuable lesson is that like, there's no reason to not be trying as hard as you can, no matter what. And the score doesn't matter. What's happening around you doesn't matter. Everything you try, you should try as hard as you possibly can. And I can say that I really did take that away from that. I, I really do. You're either going to get two settings. I'm either going to try as hard as I can, or I'm not even going to do it. You can ask my wife. She's mad at me about that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, stop me from scoring. Yeah. And you think about it, you know, for me, and I, was, I didn't reflect on it necessarily, and I did through the years, anybody can make a mistake. Anytime. You think, like you said, a six-year-old would do that. <laughs> Maybe, but I was, you know, yes. And we, we get mixed up. We can, because if we get mistaken in a situation like that, so can anybody. That's yeah, right. You're going to have grace. Athletics teaches us a lot. And I think the most important thing it teaches you is the, that st stick with itness. You don't give up. Like Muhammad Ali said, there's nothing wrong with going down. There is something wrong with staying down. Yeah. That's what athletics taught me more than anything else. It's totally, you're, it's, failure is just a learning experience. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to Alone With Our Principles podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more content, including videos and contests, or if you have questions or suggestions for us, you can follow us on our Facebook page. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Carrie, and on behalf of Chris and Eric, we hope you'll remember the words of the great philosopher Ferris Bueller, who once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Such a good